What number are we up to? Six, seventeen, maybe. G'day, listeners. We're back with Sport. a brand new episode of Sports and Spit. And this is the grand final edition. Yeah, this is it. We couldn't get together for the grand final breakfast, so we're coming out here late on a Tuesday night from Streety's Dungeon of Assault. The press room. Oh, we're going again. Yeah. It's a big night in footy. It's a big week in all footy codes as we prepare for the grand finals on the weekend. Yes. And we thought that it was only fitting that when we started the season off football-wise, we had a work experience kid with us. And we decided that because it's grand final week, that we'd ask that work experience kid to come back and join us again. So, Nugget, welcome. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. And I've been doing my research, episode 17. We're episode away. 17. Nice. All right, right thanks for away. that. Yeah. Um, so, and, 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 and only a few people have listened to all of them. So, if, you, if you're one of the listeners that have listened to every one of them, come and see us. You can be our next guest. <laughs> so. I, I had plans on, on titling this episode, uh, Bad Boy Billy and the Grand Final Previews. <laughs> But yeah. uh, the NRL judiciary has found old Billy not guilty just just now, the last sort of half an hour. Yeah. And uh, the free Billy campaign has paid off, and <laughs> he'll be there on Sunday night lining up for the well, Melbourne Storm. If you're listening at home, let me tell you about what the last hour has involved. My illustrious companion here has ridden an emotional wave on this judiciary <laughs> hearing verdict. And, and he's now absolutely disgusted with the sport of rugby league because Billy Slater has been cleared to play in the grand final after a shoulder charge. Well, actually, after a legal tackle, now that the judiciary has cleared him. Well, no, no, he was actually cleared. He was found not guilty of a grade one shoulder charge. Right, so we're saying that so he, he wasn't had fully... potentially shoulder charge, but it wasn't a grade he one. He wasn't fully exonerated for the shoulder charge. Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, and you're disgusted though, Strudy. I'm not. I'm, I'm a little bit outraged. A little bit outraged, <laughs> mate. You've researched. Billy Let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Am I surprised that he got off? No. Do I like it? No. Should so, he have been suspended? Yes. Is it a shoulder charge? Yes. Is the 2018 NRL soft? Yes. It was it a perfectly legitimate tackle in the 80s, 90s, 2000s? Yes. So let me break this down then. So. So you just said the first thing that you said was, uh, "Did I am I surprised that he got off?" No. You expected him to be exonerated. Is that what you said? I wanted him to be suspended, but I yeah, expected him to be exonerated. Why did you expect him to be exonerated? Because of the 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 magnitude of the grand final and what yeah that yeah so with yeah who I, he is or yep so the fact that uh, all the media are, are pumping him up for his fairy tale game is his send off you know. What a story to be to win a premiership in your last game to go out a winner. Mm. Um, you know, Channel Nine are right behind him. You know, Gus Gould and Johnsy, they're all coming out saying, you know, he should get off. This is ludicrous. Let's not forget, Billy, uh, Billy has a full time job with Channel Nine next year, so his future colleagues can't be ragging out of him. But how? But how does all of that, other than maybe getting in a in in a judiciary panel member's head, how does that influence a decision? Of of three independent representatives of the game. Well, as we discussed before, as as much as they're instructed not to let you know, that thinking get in their in their way of thinking, inevitably it does. Mm. And I can I can guarantee you that had he done this this, if this game the prelim on the weekend uh, last Friday had that have been a round twelve match, then Billy Slater 
um, find himself at the judiciary. And I'd say he probably wouldn't even go to the judiciary because he would have taken the early guilty plea and he, he misses the match. Yeah. And then, end of story. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, in a grand final, of course, you're going to roll the dice. You might as well go to the I mean, he, what it's, to lose? it's, it's his it? last game. He, he has to roll the dice. But the point is that the treatment and the decision that he received tonight is different or would have been different to what it would have been mid-season. So hold on a second. Before you take up the next hour and a half about Billy Slater... <laughs> I'm try not to talk about this the whole time. Nugget, what do you think? Billy Slater, should he have gotten off? Is this a fair decision for the NRL? Nah, nah. It's, You're in it, agreement with it, him. The, the rule's the rule. It's the I'm sh- surrounded by the, people. The, 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 fair the, the shoulder charge is the shoulder charge. It's No matter how much you spin it, I loved his uh, lawyer's spin on it, which was... He led with his pectoral, and also <laughs> what's a pectoral? Um, I've got no idea. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, sharks player deviated from his line. Now, looking at the replay, not quite sure of that. I'm pretty sure he was he's pinned back. Yeah, yeah that is a bit corner. of a stretch. He was going for the line. I don't know that he deviated. It was yeah, and so I, I am with Switchy in regards to no doubt he was always going to get off because let's. It's an entertainment. It's money. If yeah. he doesn't play, look how much that plummets. You've already got Kronk, who's probably... Out from an injury. I would say out. So he's under a massive injury cloud, a rotator cuff. He's probably not going to play, I would say. You've got, but, 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 I, but I ask you the same question that I asked Streety. Like, I don't doubt that it's good for the game that Billy Slater's going to play in the grand final. And, mm. I, and I know it would be worth money to the NRL. Mm. But how do they influence that? Are, are you just talking about maybe it's just the emotion of those guys on the judiciary panel? Or are you questioning the integrity of, of the way the process works? This is the NRL we're talking about. And you about. can question the integrity. Yeah. I don't think the NRL's listening. So, yeah, well, so, well, so it's okay if you think it's a lot of shit. I'm not trying to bait you into a courtroom here. It's all right. You can just say allegedly and you can yeah. spit off what you want. It's okay. Allegedly. Bloody oath. They're allegedly got him with his pectoral. I mean, whatever, whatever integrity they didn't already have is gone again. Yeah, exactly. Well, I touched on before. Excuse out there. me, Sharks fan. Just let the man finish. <laughs> I touched on out there before. As far as it's the NRL have done this to themselves. The the referees, they're gutless. They can't make a call without checking how much twenty four nuggets is at KFC. Uh, KFC Ten, bucks, <laughs> Ten bucks, I think. Ten bucks, nine ninety five, make it. Only because I've just driven past. Yeah. Um, but again, this could have been handled the other night where. Is he, it's an illegal play stopping a try, it's a penalty try. He gets 10 in the bin, therefore, that's it. We don't have a judiciary, we don't have anything to go to. You, you said handled. this, and Paul Gallen said this, in his, in, I think, in a, in, on a show last night, that basically, if this had been handled differently, and when I say you, I'm talking, no one can send me a point, but you, Streety, you, that if this had been handled differently on the field on the day that this judiciary hearing doesn't go ahead. So totally. penalty try or sin bin for Billy Slater, no charges? Is 100%. that what you think? That, yep. that NRL can then back themselves and say, yep, it was handled on the field, he got his punishment, he got his 10 in the bin. That's still pretty hard to cop, but at the same time, it's something, as opposed to mm. Sutton going, oh, I think it was a penalty. There were yeah. some, <laughs> yeah. some reports today via Paul Kent from Fox that was saying that uh, the NRL had got out that they had discussed that the referees had made an error on field, and it should Billy, Billy Slater should have been put ten in the bin. Um, end of story. Does that influence the outcome of this judicial hearing? Like the NRL coming out and saying something like that? 
I think they wanted to keep that behind closed doors, and mm. that, that didn't become full public knowledge until, I think, today or wherever it was. Um, listen, the guys that were on or who were going to be on that um, you know, panel would have watched the game on Friday. They would have seen it, um, and they would have known that, hey, geez, I'm, I'm a good chance of being in Sydney this week, and I might have to uh, deliberate on this. And then they're, in the back of their mind, they're, they're thinking... Well, holy hell! This is this is Slater's last game. I might have, you know, a, a pretty big influence um, as to him playing or not playing. Mm. It, it takes a, a bigger man to to come with a decision that he doesn't play mm. um, than take the easy way out and, and let him off because the occasion is much bigger than a round game. Yeah, how much of this is the influence of the fact that the Sharks got beat quite soundly, and you are. Like sharks, tragic. Well, I am. How much of this is coming from sour grapes? Five, ten percent. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm going to question that percentage. <laughs> no. Okay. I, so I, I, I would say that there's a significant amount more. I'm not saying the validity of your. I, I'll argue my point in a minute. But <laughs> but but you've been known to carry a grudge about the sharks losing. Well, I do have. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I carry a grudge, but. On Friday night, and we probably should cover this a bit more in depth when we talk about the, the, the prelim recaps, yeah. Cronulla didn't turn up. No. They, they Our first set... Yeah, you had a fair few... Anyway, we'll talk about that. Our first set in defence was excellent. We, we, we were great. The next set, we had the ball. We turned it over in the 20. Game over. Mm. Um, my issue with Billy Slater goes back a long way. Um, and we've got a bit of a rap sheet here. You right, to, you've, been, you've, you've researched this and you've made the so, poor work experience kid write all this down. Yeah, I've, I've written, written it all down. So. Let, so, all right, so, 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 let, him, so uh, let him read out no, Billy no, Slater's rap sheet. Okay, now, now. Let's get this um, off your chest. Firstly, I must say, he's the Channel 9 darling. Mm. He, he's the new kid on the block on TV next year. He's quite good on TV. Will he be on the block? Oh, who knows? He's <laughs> on everything else. Um, so... You're the McCafe extra shot of winner. So, uh, Billy Slater has received multiple suspensions. um, 2003, 2005, 2006. uh, The worst of which was a seven-match ban for kicking John Scandalis in the face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Billy Slater has also been suspended for dangerous throws. uh, Just quickly there, Elbows and fights. I've met John Scandalis. He probably deserves to be kicked in the head, though. He was a bit of a cockhead. So, anyway, keep Alleg- going. Allegedly. 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 Allegedly, John. And if you're listening, Scando. Love your work, John. Yeah, love your work, mate. Club legend, thanks. So, I mean, a lot of my uh, anger, we'll use that word anger, towards a situation not only comes from the fact that this guy's no clean skin and he's, he's got a history of foul play and, and a history of dirty play, um, you know... He's been rubbed out for leading into tackles with knees and feet. Mm. Um, now that's you know probably far more dangerous than a shoulder charge. He's been suspended for that. Mm. So you know people have short memories. Um, Billy Billy Slater like, Slater like you because you had to look all this up. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Anyway. Man, oh, don't forget the 2008 incident there. That last <laughs> yeah. one. What was that one? The, oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, well, were... anyway, so there's been some off-field incidents. Not only was Billy Slater involved heavily in the Melbourne Storm salary cap scandal, which he had full knowledge of the money he was getting paid, where it was coming from. Oh, hold on a second. He wasn't the architect of the salary cap scandal. He was part he of it, He paid the money. He, he wasn't fully involved. He didn't hand out checks. Well, if you've got, I don't think he was 
driving the van full no, no, of fucking cash. No, no, but you know, he was driving. He was driving a boat that he had in his driveway, and he also had the, the, the Suzuki cars that were given to him. Well, he wasn't the architect of it. Doesn't mean he was part of it. He was implicated. He was, he was he wasn't guilty. running a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> anyway, taking blokes gas. Uh, he was also involved in a nightclub incident in Newcastle um, back. We're not too sure of the season, but after a game against the Knights. Well, we can't remember because most of us were shit faced, but we know it happened. Anyway, right. he, uh, he faced up to one of our friends and. Stared him straight in the eyes, and uh, well, no, Billy Slater was shorter than our mate, and uh, pointed at him and said, "You'll never play first grade." So if that's not small man syndrome, chip on his shoulder, has, you've got to resort to dirty tactics. Don't know what it is. He, he was right there. Yeah, in that mate never played. Yeah, he never played first grade. Brocky never played first grade. But anyway, the point is, Billy Slater is a grub. Blind as a bat, he wouldn't have been able to play first grade. He couldn't see for shit. (laughs) I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a good family man. He'll be great on TV. But as a footballer, he's grubby, and he should have been rubbed out. So, so when you said the ten percent of this comes from like sour grapes, I thought maybe fifty. After that, I reckon probably ninety percent of that what, is sour grapes because the sharks the Cronulla, got yeah? fucking no, no, no. smashed. Listen, I, I said before, <laughs> Cronulla didn't turn up. We had three Australian players out. You know, it's always an uphill battle. Look, there. What do you mean you had three Australian players out? Paul Gallen hasn't played for Australia for a long time. He's still a rep player. Oh my god! Well, so Who's was the others. So was Wade Graham and Josh Dugan. <laughs> Wade Graham hasn't played. They played last year in the World oh Cup. Oh my God! <laughs> I could have got a run in there. He's an, origin, <laughs> he's an origin player. There you go. Oh, Origin's yeah, better, better than right. the national. We well, didn't have three Australian players out, and you didn't turn up. And even though all of that is true. I'm really excited. Billy Slater's playing the grand final just quietly. Yeah. I'm really excited, right? And you know what? I couldn't care less if the judicial process was fucked. I reckon it's fantastic. Well, listen, I... I <laughs> Go, Billy! You bloody legend! <laughs> I, do, I do stand to benefit yeah. from Billy playing because I just whacked 20 bucks on him to win the Clive Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in... Favourite at five, $5 for all yeah, your punters. Uh, <laughs> well, we found another good... Uh, get on it. You know why? Yeah. Because he's, it's already been determined that he's going to win it. Oh, just yeah, like he's determined he's going to play. You see, there's a lot of conspiracy theories to roll around. Oh, here's my take on it, right? How, how could he win that Queensland friggin' State of Origin Award? Yeah, I can't Clearly Tedesco's that or Damien Cooks. Was that was bullshit. That was disgraceful. All right, I, I want to hear this. What do you got, Matt? Well, so, so firstly, what I would say is, I will preface this with saying, I think what he did was a shoulder charge. Right? I think when you physically look at it, I don't think there's any way you could say that's not a shoulder charge. Yeah. I don't think he deserves to. I think they got they made the right decision based on, on on a couple of different factors. And it's not just because it was a grand final or just because it's Billy Slater's last game. I firmly believe that, that the tackle, the way that shoulder charge that he... That wasn't the reason they outlawed the shoulder charge. Right, I get that the shoulder charge is a really dangerous part of the game, but a cover tackle... Um, at speed, like the shoulder charge was outlawed for that front-on, one-on-one hit where somebody like Sonny Bill Williams used to pull them off with some regularity. Other guys used to just basically kill people with them. Um, and they're a bad part of the game and they shouldn't be there, right? But simply saying that, that, that well, the rules state that you can't use a shoulder charge, so therefore he has to be suspended. I think you have to use reasonable judgment whenever you apply a rule of any sort, right? It's not like it's just because it's black and white, that's the way it's written, so you have to outlaw him. And I do think that you would take into account that this is a grand final, right? Like, it is a grand final. And 
You're absolutely right. If it was a round 12 game, he probably would have missed a week because he never would have found himself in front of the judiciary because he probably would have just taken it. But yep. bigger stakes, bigger risks. That's what you do. And and in the end, the judicial process, like the judicial process, I think, yeah, there would have probably been emotion in those guys. That they, They're ex-players. They would have known what a grand final would have meant, all that kind of stuff. And I think it probably would have weighed into their decision. I think you'd be naive to say that it didn't. But I'm still comfortable with it. I still think that the right decision was made. I think he deserves to play in the grand final. Um, I don't like him when he pulls on a Queensland jersey, but I, I I really enjoy watching him play. And I think the game and the spectacle would have been poorer if he had have not not played. If I if it was an intentional, if the act was like this intentional kind of um, like ploy, you know, like if it was. Like, I know we spoke a little bit about Latrell Mitchell getting suspended with regards to the crusher tackle and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, I, I know that they're kind of the same, but I, I think there's foul play and then there's contact in a contact sport that can be dangerous or reckless, right? And I don't think it deserved to be suspended. So I'm on the other side of the fence, but but I can certainly understand how this looks, mm. right? Like, just, it, like, everything you're saying, even though... Like, I actually believe Nugget, but I just think you're just pissed because the Sharks got there. <laughs> I was going right? to say, I actually but, hate both teams. Yeah, but I think actually you've got a good point, right? I think I think you do have good points, but I also think you just pissed because the Sharks got rolled. Nah. So. <laughs> so. I had closure after that game after about 20 minutes. In fact, I had closure at halftime. Yeah. We were just never in it. Well, can we I, spoke can, about can it before though. We spoke about the fact oh, I told that you the, the Sharks were going to struggle yeah, because we're... of the fact they had heaps of blokes out. Yeah, right? I like, told you like 12 hours before, I think. Like, you did, we that's right. Facing uphill battle. Yeah. Can I ask you this? Yeah. If the roles were reversed mm. and Andrew Fafita uh, yeah. did the exact same tackle oh, yeah. on, on Billy Slater, mm. how does that play out? Yeah. And Cronulla go oh. on to win that game and Fafita... Is you know bundles Billy Slater into touch, yeah, with a shoulder charge, yeah. What happens there? In terms of my opinion, or in terms of the judiciary, both. Oh, uh, I actually feel like I would probably say Fafita goes for a game, yeah, and and, and I think final. because I think because he's a dick and it, and he doesn't have the same reputation. Like Billy Slater is a is a golden boy, right? There's there's golden children everywhere so, in life. All right. Can There's I, people that get kissed on the dick with all sorts of good stuff. Can I, can like, I just I refer... I think Stephen Brock would uh, disagree with that. <laughs> can I just refer to then Billy Slater's rap sheet for all his suspensions yep. on field? Yeah. Fafita has nothing near, or even... I don't even know what he's been suspended for, but nothing mm. to the to magnitude or the he, severity or the, he, the times that Slater's been rubbed out. He, all Fafita stuff is just off field. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that if you carry yourself like an idiot, then people are going to... But you're right, people do have short memories, right? But at the same time, this society makes judgments on people all the time. Everyone does it, right? And we put people in boxes and all that kind of stuff. It's no different in rugby league, right? Billy Slater and the way he carries himself and the way he markets himself and the way his manager controls him and all that kind of stuff makes him look like a clean skin. And he gets away with a rap sheet that is reasonably long. Um, and I, I, and it's I'd to his advantage, right? He's probably like, got one of the worst suspension <clears throat> histories of any oh, current NRL player, if that's you look, if a you look at if you, I, that's from Sauger. Like it, you know, that's on that's on the basis of no evidence whatsoever. It, have, what do you mean no evidence? It, look at it. There's, there's have a rap yeah, but you don't know that compared to everybody else. Like, well, well let's pull out Fafita's history. Of the golden boys in the NRL, though, it would be. I mean, you have got someone like Cameron Smith as well, mm. where 
he's praised he's the Australian captain and he does and I mean he cops a fair bit for you know being a third fourth ref on the field and so yeah on. but he's yeah. an absolute grub yeah, yeah. He, he stands there above you watch him when someone plays the ball he stands there with his knees over their head so they have to whack him whack him every up. single time just little things like that That's which it. it's rugby league so people yeah. call it a good, <laughs> they'll, exactly. call, they'll call it a good play you know it's to yeah, upset yeah, the yeah, opposition yeah. and he's a dirty hooker so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean in, in 12 months time everyone's gonna be loving Billy Slater because he's, so, he's so good on TV I mean Michael Ennis has just totally reinvented his image from, from what he does on Fox to his, his on-field mm. reputation. He was no clean skin. Mm. You know, he was very similar to Smith and Slater in terms of, you know, getting under people's skins niggle. and niggle and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I think I think talent... We've, we've said this before, right? Talent equals tolerance, yes. right? Mm. And so, so talent can include skill and talent can actually include whether or not you're talented at interacting with people and making and, and carrying yourself off as an image and I think Billy Slater carries himself off as an image very well right like yeah. that's probably he's, he's probably like that as a person but I think he's actually a lot more media savvy and a lot more kind of life savvy than Fafita and and so Fafita probably does suffer from that right um, but you know does everyone get the same outcome from a judicial hearing like in the NRL or in life? No, probably not. No. And so, so in the end, I think, like, so, so put it this way, right? Andrew Fafita walks into a courtroom covered in tattoos, dressed probably the way he would dress and speaking the way he speaks, to answer the same charge as Billy Slater, who walks in dressed the way he was would dress and 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 speaking the way he speaks. There's probably going to be two different outcomes to that. To, to that trial as well. I know. Right? It's not fair right. though, isn't it? No, it's not fair. No, but neither is life, right? Life's not like, fair. No, that's right. And it, and the good part is is that like I'm going to watch the grand final with you and I'm not going to let you forget that Billy Slater is there and that your sharks are fucked. So, <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> do, you, do you still have your storm shorts? Yeah. <laughs> From the last time the storm were in the grand final I wore the full storm outfit. Go the storm! Yeah. <laughs> beauty! So, anyway. Well, listen, you can rib me as much about Cronulla as you can, but it's water for ducks back because oh, we, well. we earned every bit of, uh, you know, no, criticism. I think, I, I think I got under your skin on Friday night. I know that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, I was saying nothing to that. I was more, more about the Aussie rules. That were, yeah. No. So... That's 22 minutes on Billy Slater. Oh. That's probably more That's... than his wife's been on him in the last six years. <laughs> and, so. you know, listen, if he, if he wins the Clive Churchill, which it's all pretty much predetermined that he will... We win. That's a few hundred bucks for old Streddy. That's the true. And then, and then shut my mouth, you'll be riding me all bloody night telling me to get... <laughs> Should have bet on him, you idiot. You dickhead. So, uh... It's been the best bet since Winks. So, <laughs> let's break it down. Last week, Friday night was a massive night of preliminary finals. We'll get off the NRL for now. The AFL, the Richmond Tigers, got rolled wow. by Collingwood. And so, they didn't just get rolled. Yeah. They got fucked up. i got to say, my I felt better in myself that Richmond got hammered. Did you? After, when I, you, know. <laughs> you actually felt better because someone else was just copping a beating worse. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just thought of all the Richmond fans at the game, and I thought... Well, you know, we had plays out, we got towed up, and but look at these poor bastards. Do you know what I would say in de- like in defence of the Sharks? I, like watching Richmond and Collingwood, and the Sharks Storm game, I actually felt like the Sharks turned up, but they just didn't have the cattle. They had that. Like not, I think they played okay. They, uh they played like shit. Did but, they? But, you that, but oh, in saying man. that, it was just one of those nights for them. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah Whereas, yeah. 
Richmond, and we'll we'll get on to the other game as well. Yeah. Where, I mean, did Dustin Martin even play? No, he he had a horrible game, didn't he? He 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 really didn't turn up. So what what went wrong for the Tigers? Did they just get out targeted? yeah, yeah, I think they did. I think, yeah. I th- look, I'm not a massive AFL expert. I love the game, but I'm only learning about it as well. But but what it looked like to me, basically, was was that uh, Richmond have a game plan. It, it's inf- infinitely harder to win two premierships in a row than it is to just win one, right? Mm, because yeah. people break down your style... They adjust to it and they copy it. Yeah, just and go go ask the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think uh, ask the Swans, right? Like they've been at close, but they've just never gotten across the line too many times. What what happens is, oh, I think what happened here was Collingwood just had Collingwood just seemed to be more ready for it, right? Like it just seemed like Richmond thought they already had it won. Yeah. I was going to say that they had did, less did, answers. Did you think they sort of you know sneakily had a bit of an eye on you know the grand final and? Maybe sort of the yeah. oh, I don't want to go at one hundred percent. I might have to go at ninety percent. Maybe I, it, the fact that it was the, I don't want to get hurt, you know, all that sort of stuff. They yeah. were just they were just blown away the first what quarter, two, first two quarters. Yeah. But you hit it on the head in terms of they were out Richmond in that. Yeah, Collingwood. Normally you watch the Tigers pressure. and there's just that pressure. Mm. There's always someone in the Tigers jersey popping up, and you, it's one of those things where you're watching on TV and you think. They got more players out there, surely, yeah. and they're popping up. The ball's bouncing their way, but yeah. it's all due to this speed, the rush that they go through. Collingwood just went, "Let's do that," yeah. and all of a sudden, just went bang, bang, yeah. And before they knew it, the game was over at halftime. It felt a little bit like it was kind of even at the start, and and then and then Collingwood just went up a gear in Richmond. It's it's like one of those games in sport, right? Like often, sometimes when you're playing in a game and and you feel like you're in it. And then a couple of things happen, and you look around, and you're down by thirty. Mm. Or so, like, do you know what I mean? And you just go, "How the fuck did that happen?" Like, mm. we weren't that far off the pace, but but it just snowballed for Richmond, I think. Mm. And it, look, guys for Collingwood stood up. Mason Cox was outstanding. Oh, he, Alex Rance is one of the greatest defenders in the game at the moment. Oh, well, that's why oh, he's rated. I I don't know about that, but but I tell you, like. Mason Cox was laughing like he was laughing at him basically and I mean well, to, to, well not even towards the end of the game during the game yeah I don't think he could believe it no he, he'd kick four in in a half I think it was and so, I don't think he kicks that many no, he <laughs> oh, and he had a great sledge as well so like, for oh, for people that aren't yeah, in the flights, know okay, you've got a bit of a background on Mason Cox and where he's come from to this point so Mason Cox is, is the American he I think he was, was he? He was a was he a college basketballer in the states? I think Mason Cox. So he's what the AFL do well is they basically recruit players from other sports really well, right? Mm. So there's allowances in their um, in their the administration of the game to allow them to recruit category B rookies, right? So they so they very popularly recruit from um, from sports like basketball or sports that have. Uh, so I know Mike Pike for the Swans used to like he was a rugby player, um, Canadian rugby player. They look for talent, right? And I think Mason Cox was a he was a college athlete in the United States, yeah, Oklahoma and, State University. Yeah, so there you go. Cowboy. So he was a, a, a one of the cowboy players uh, in basketball. He finished his four years. I, I don't think he was ever going to be anything professionally from a basketball perspective. 
And I believe, I don't know exactly how it happened, but Collingwood recruited him as a Category B rookie, I think. Or, or like how one. did they actually find him? Well, well Nugget? Funny, funny you say that. I work experience in doing the uh, research. You're doing the research quickly. It's great to have a lucky just do the, the, the dirty yeah. work for us. So in uh, 2014, he, they ran an AFL combine yeah. out of America. Yeah. And he was the absolute standout. Yeah. Um, I mean, 211 centimetres tall. And basically, they just picked him up without hesitation. He was one of the only ones picked, picked. out of the States, though. But it goes to show that they just drill that talent down. I mean, running yeah. a combine. Yeah, that's right. The, the they went looking for Americans it. Americans right? so love they go. that anyway. So why yeah. wouldn't you do something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So did you see his tweet before the preliminary final? So, uh, so he said... So he's obviously quite a funny bloke, right? And so I just saw this circulating on social media where he said, uh, um, uh, what was it? Uh, so let me get this straight. You win your semi-final, which qualifies you for a preliminary final, which is the same as a semi-final, but not a, not a grand final. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he was he had that confused emoji or whatever, right? And, it, and I was like, yeah, he's right, right? Like, I mean, it really is a really weird system. I'd say for an American coming in where it's all just been basically one-and-done type scenarios, mm. they play you, you say, okay, Mason, we've got to get ready for the semi-final. Oh, cool, we'll play the final next week. No, that's just the preliminary final. <laughs> and there's another game after that. So, anyway, it would have been quite interesting for him. It would have been a big culture shock, him coming over and doing the whole thing. So I know that uh, Irish uh, guys were popular, being recruited yeah. out of Gaelic football here. But Absolutely. Well, maybe we can expect to see some more Americans who aren't going to make it in basketball. But Well, you're starting to see him recruit a lot of Aussie Basketballers, right? Well, another one with West Coast. Yeah, a lot of juniors and a lot of kids like that have come back from college as well. They love them because they've already had four years worth of physical training in them, and they understand what it's about focusing on one particular sport. So they're worth a shot, right? I mean, I think they invest. I, you don't get paid very much as a Category B rookie, right? It might be about 15, 20 grand a year or something to start off with. But it's the perks so, that come with it. Yeah, I think they kind of team take care of you and yeah. try and develop you. And if you get to play well, then you play well. But if not, well, bad luck. They haven't lost a whole lot, have they? Mm-hmm. So it was exciting. And then, and then, so we know that the storm obviously rolled the Sharks. Yep. But then on Saturday night, well, Saturday day, Last weekend, the Melbourne talk about not turning up. Well, they missed the their Melbourne plane. D's they must missed their plane. <laughs> oh, fair dinkum. Did anyone see that game? No, they got their plane. They just got food poisoning on it. Oh, oh, God. God. So, is this the case of? So, okay, going into the AFL Grand Final this weekend, boys. Do do you pick West Coast or do you pick Collingwood? I mean, they both won convincingly. Melbourne won more convincingly. Oh, sorry, West Coast won more convincingly than Collingwood, but. Does does that mean you pick West Coast, or was it just that the Melbourne D's were so shit? I'm taking West Coast. You're gonna take West Coast. Yeah, I mean West Coast were there in 2015. They had well, I think there's 12 players mm. from that grand final losing team that got belted by Hawthorne mm. um, that are back, and I think they're probably just a better balanced team. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. So uh, they're pretty unlikely. They finished eighth last year. Collingwood 13th. Yeah. Last year, so one of the more unlikely grand finals you're likely to see. But like, this is how hard it is to repeat, right? Like, it only takes a year and you're back there. It, it might be the year of the birds. Well, it probably will be because it's uh, eagles, magpies, and maybe the roosters. Mm. I doubt it very much. <laughs> no. yeah. But, yeah, I'm the opposite in terms of... I think it was that 
I mean, don't get me wrong, West Coast did play well. Yeah. But Melbourne were just terrible. To, it they, looked a bit like the Melbourne they, role, they, right? they didn't kick a goal till the third quarter, mm. was it? Do you think it was a case of those points? guys bought into their hype too much? Everyone, everyone was back in Melbourne. I, you, the, you, the, the, a lot of people were saying Melbourne should do it easy, even even in West Coast. The, you, you, yeah, you, you don't know. know. But that's what, part of the reason I'm going with Collingwood, just they're riding this wave in that... You just yeah, think they've got yeah. momentum now? Have they played yeah. their grand final? But was the, was the Richmond game their no, grand final? Because they they're just going up and up and up. The first quarter will basically determine it. I know, come grand final day, it is a different game and so on, and it seems to be low scoring. But that was if, the case if, last if, year with if, Richmond Adelaide. If, it was if Collingwood ride this wave, and I mean they knocked off GWS, one of the yeah. greatest sporting teams of all time, uh, <laughs> up the Giants. Yeah, real juggernaut. Up the yeah, up the Giants. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, and then they roll Richmond, and again convincingly. Yeah. And, and again, we talk about yeah, did they show up? That I think they were just they were just terrible on the night and got outplayed. Mm. So, um, yeah, Chuck, Chuck and Collingwood on the multi. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm taking the West Coast. I'm, I'm going to get on that. I, I'm going to side with Nugget. I think that Collingwood will win just because of the fact that they've got the better of better opponents. I think they've played tougher games coming in, and I think they've. They've West Coast have probably you know had that reasonable run. They're, 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 like they played last week, but it wasn't a tough game, and they had the week before off. Um, and they've just got to come further. That's all. Like I think coming from West Coast and and you and you play at the MCG, I think that hurts you. I think that big stadium over there they've it's now got to Domain Stadium, Collingwood people. Yeah, I, I, it's not like West Coast <clears throat> haven't played at the G this year. No, I know, but I just think like. In the interest of not knowing how else to split them, I just kind of think Collingwood probably have more momentum and more things going for them. That's why I'd pick them. Um, so, and I did pick them last week as well. You did? Way. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. So it's basically Australia versus Collingwood. Because if you don't love Collingwood, you hate them. It's, it's, yeah, it's, a, pretty, it's a black and white sort of thing. Yeah. There you go. They have their black and white. It's their <laughs> there colours. You go. That's their black and white. Yeah, right. Okay. If you don't love Collingwood, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. What about the NRL? Who's going to win the NRL? Because on Saturday night of last weekend, obviously then um, the Roosters, you know, that, like, that was a pretty good game, the Roosters-Bunnies game. For a game that had that <clears> many <throat> errors and, <throat> and and also penalties, it was one of the more entertaining games I've seen in a while. And, I and was that say, because of the Roosters' defence? Unbelievable defence. Mm. Like, yeah, like, they, they, as much as I didn't want them to win, um, I was uh, back in the Souths, they earned and scratched and clawed Every second for that win. So, you know, like, you have, just have to clap and say, that was spectacular, well done. Yeah. You know, you just, they, they held uh, the Bunnies trialers. Yeah. It mm. was it was phenomenal. And Souths had one of the best attacks all year. Probably one of the best attacking teams off set plays. Mm. They just forced the Bunnies into in, into uncharacteristic, silly mistakes. Mm. Uh, and the later the game went on, the more risks Souths were forced to take that just yeah. that, that couldn't pull off and... It was a phenomenal effort by the, the Roosters. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that was probably one of the better defensive efforts that I'd seen in an NRL game in a long time. Mm. And I remember seeing that type of thing uh, when the Mighty Bulldogs won premierships. And I think that uh, that basically that's probably what's going to win the Roosters the premiership this year. I think they'll win, even without Cooper Cronk. You think he won't play? I don't think he'll play. No, I think his arm's hanging from a thread and I don't think he'll play. I don't think any of it's smoke and mirrors. I think his arm actually is not functionally going to work, and I don't think he'll play. 
I think if you were going to play him, you would have named him at seven just because it steadies the team and there's no question and everything else. And even though you carry on with all the rest of the shit in the media, uh, I, you still name him as number seven. The fact that today they didn't name him as seven, they named him as 23. I don't think you would... I don't think you would put that doubt in in your team's mind if there was if there was a chance that he would play. I think he's in there so that then he's included on the grand final day photo. Alright. So with an injury as this a, as a man who is named on the day so he gets a ring. That's a pretty big call, mm. um, for you to say that they'll win without him. Yeah. Given the severity I, of his injury. Prone to big calls. Unlike Billy Slater, mm. do you think Cooper Cronk's played his last game ever? I know he's contracted next year, but No, I don't think so. Do you think, think he'll, he'll retire? I think he'll go around again. Yeah. You think he's re- I mean, he's gonna require surgery if it's that bad? Yeah, probably. Well definitely. That's, that's like at least six rotate eight months. Cuffs, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty I, big. I still think he'll play. I think he's got more desire. He, he seemed like he had more left in the belly than, say, Billy Slater. What about this, though? Will Cameron Smith retire? Because he was quoted as saying after the game uh, on Friday night that if they win, he, what he hadn't thought about was if they win the premiership, that whether or not that's a better note to go out on than go around for another year. Well, how about this, then? Right. What if they all three of them have some secret <laughs> pact to retire together and this is all, you know, come about this from is all Cooper, Cooper's injury? If, if it's bad enough and... If he's looking at a nine-month recovery from an injury, and he's he's mm. back halfway through next season. Yeah, he might go. Well, what's the point? I'm going to beat myself up for another six months. Yeah. Um. You know, I've got a I've got a job at Fox Sports waiting for me. Yeah. And these these three best of mates that have played a, a whole career together. But they're not the best of mates anymore, are they? Aren't they in conflict about something? Isn't that right? right? Yeah. I guess there is that. There, there was talk of that from their last. I think they played over at Adelaide. Cameron Smith didn't was, go to Cronk's wedding. And yeah, yeah, there was a bit of uh, upheaval there. But Cameron Smith, yeah, he did come out and say this will more than likely be my last game. Is that right? Has he, he was, said that? He was tongue-in-cheek. That, that was more so just to get Billy off the hook. Oh, yeah, right. Pr- so they more emotion. <laughs> it's all yeah, part of the conspiracy see. theory. Exactly. Look at you, you bloody both of exactly. you sharks lovers, you pricks. Get <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, stuffed. Because <laughs> you're knights of shit. You're the bloody sharks doing. Could happen. Could happen. Hey, what about the knights? They reckon, yeah. you, you reckon they're dumping Rostock? Uh, Rostock's out there shopping at the moment. Is he? will be uh, playing for Central Charlestown. Central Charlestown, <laughs> Butcher Boys. It does strike me as maybe... Need a good centre. That's I, all right. I, will he be in hot demand or is he just basically West, fodder? The, the West Tigers are in need of some outside back. So if he the does, West Tigers are always in need of something, can't they? <laughs> what happens They're in that? need of a new city. That's what they need. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Tiger fans. <laughs> so, Ross Dog might leave Newcastle. That's big news. The Bulldogs fine for Mad Monday. Got reduced to 125 grand today. Did it? Yeah, did that it? seems like a fair decision, I think. We, we like, you know, not everybody had their cock out, so... Yeah, more, more for them having it in a public place. Yeah, that was pretty silly. Get your stadium, lock yeah. yourself up. How would you not have thought that through, right? Well... well yeah, Bulldogs, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, All right, so Nugget, um, give me your predictions and your best. So Clive Churchill for the and grand final winner in the NRL. I want you to roll that into a multi with the AFL winner and the um, Norm Smith best on ground. Ooh. All right, we're going to go Storm. Of course, Slater's a given. Or Cameron Smith. Depending Smithy, on, depending Clive on, Churchill. Yeah, yeah, depending on... Unless... If Slater's, if Slater's got to score a double to get the Clive Churchill. Mm. If he doesn't score a double, it'll be Cameron Smith. There you go. Uh, could be another tied into another multi there. Mm. Um, going into Collingwood with 
uh, just let him roll. Mason Cox. Mason Cox, you reckon he's going to get good with that? Norm though. Smith. That would be pretty good if he takes out that. If he, he would have no idea who Norm Smith is. He would have no idea. No, and he, well, actually, I don't either. But I, like, I think his know. acceptance speech would be, "Do I get paid for this?" Yeah. <laughs> Who's Norm Smith? Yeah. Hey, mom, I'm down. Shout here. out to Norm. Yeah, Norm. I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. So you think Storm are going to win? Cameron or Billy will win? Down. Oh, sorry. Um. Uh, Clive Churchill. Clive Churchill. Yep. Uh, and Collingwood will win with Mason Cox, Norm Smith. I mean, the Norm Smith, I haven't ever picked a Norm Smith. No, so I don't just think I've actually yeah, throw, him up throw in it up there. in here. Who knows, right? Like, I mean, how would you know? So, going on that same theme of Collingwood riding the wave, yeah, Coxie's uh, up there, right? Mason it. Cox, right? What about you, Streety? Who do you think's going to win on Saturday and Sunday? Well, I mean, you've just told me that uh, Cooper Cronk's no chance, so I, well, just... I just think he's no chance. That's not officially he's been ruled out, like. I can't see the Roosters winning the game, um, not for lack of talent with uh, Cronk not there. Mm. I just think his leadership on field um, will be sorely missed. Um, and Nuggets just pointed out to me that Mason Cox is paying $26 to win the Norm Smith medal. Get on it. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you might be a bad bet. The Roosters minus Cronk. I'm going to... I don't know. I think Melbourne may become the uh, first back-to-back premiers since ninety-two, ninety-three. Um, I've already, you know, put my money where my mouth is. So Billy Slater's winning that. Mm. Clive Churchill, and in the AFL, I'm taking West Coast to um, win that one. And I, you know, probably within you know fifteen to eighteen points will be the margin. West Coast. Yep. And I'm going to take Josh Kennedy for the Norm Smith. Oh yeah. Um, so Melbourne West Coast double and uh, Billy Slater Josh Kennedy 12 bucks he's paying alright I'll make sure I'll get on that sports bet what's he paying 12 bucks 12 bucks let me have a look at the can I have a look at the market for things like Norm Smith and stuff uh, if, if the Roosters were to win it's big ass but I mean you know Tedesco's always in the hunt he's going to have to step up Billy Slater will still get it Luke Keary Luke Keary I mean the, the key with the Roosters is their kicking game mm. so you know keeping Addo Carr and Vunivalu you know, back camped in their 20s. So they're going to, like, the best thing about Cooper Cronk, aside from his leadership, is the fact that he can drop a ball on a 20 cent coin mm. anywhere in, in, in that back 20. So that if he, does help their defense because they pin the other side. And 100%. Just yeah, that's right. So if you've got Luke Kerry as your primary kicker and they've mm. named Mitchell Orbison as halfback, who has no yeah. kicking game, then yeah. you're relying on Jake Friend out of dummy half for kicks. You've got Luke Kerry who's going to have to have the game of his life. Mm. Um, I just can't see that happening. But if the Roosters pull a miracle, I think the man, uh, the young bloke, Victor Radley for Clive Churchill. $41. We've got a tenner on him. <laughs> gamble responsibly. Gamble, yeah. Please gamble responsibly yeah, because we don't. So, might I add so someone should. We are in no way affiliated with any betting sponsors. This is all. No, but we were happy to be if somebody wants to come forward. So, if anyone knows anyone from Sportsbet or anything like that, hey, just call us. If anyone knows someone from a dodgy Indian betting website, well, we, we'd be happy to take your cash. 2019 is a big year for Sports and Spit. It is, yeah. We're going to do big things, I think. So I think actually that the Roosters will win and uh, I think that actually um, I think probably either Jake Friend or uh, maybe Boyd Cordner will take the Dalian. Uh, sorry, Clive Churchill, sorry. Not the Dalian. Um, and I think the Roosters will win based purely on the fact that um, 
they are just going to defend their hearts out. Like in the preliminary final, what I saw from them was they are prepared to dig deep for each other over and over and over again. Um, and I hate that they've probably improved their culture to that level, but I think that's exactly what Trent Robinson has built at that club, mm. is that they will just keep turning up for each other. Um, and it sucks because because the Roosters are basically the Collingwood of the NRL, right? If you don't love them, you hate them. And, yeah. and I've always hated them, and I've always hated to see them win, probably just slightly on the side of like of, of Manly. It's a lesser of two evils in the NRL, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I'm a little bit torn on the like on the AFL. I, I I'm just kind of going through like I I actually kind of think I I think momentum is all with Collingwood and I and I do go a lot with momentum. That's probably why I picked the Roosters because I think they played a harder game. With all due respect, I'm not bagging the Sharks again because I don't want to. Be, but what I'm saying is that it was harder for them to get across South than it would have been for the Storm to get across the Sharks oh, right? because yeah. of the fact that no you guys had so many guys out. But I, but so I actually, I think Collingwood have the momentum, but I'm gonna tip West Coast, right? Oh. So I'm gonna tip West Coast, and I think uh, Jack Darling will win um, best on ground on the day, and and I think West Coast will win it because I think that Collingwood played their grand final last week when they beat Richmond. And that's how I think it will go. Jack Darling, eighteen dollars, and yeah, and now and and just as a quick recap, we predicted the preliminary finals. And the winners, you got 0%. Yeah. I got 50%. As a duo, that means you're on 25%, right? Yeah, we're no good. No. So if you're thinking of using those tips to bet with, just don't, right? <laughs> that's what we mean by gamble responsibly. Don't listen <laughs> do, to Do Do the opposite of us. Yeah, that's right. Because we would have no idea, right? So just so you're aware. But maybe Nugget. The work experience kid, he might be able to tell you what's well, going on. Well, I mean, so. Nugget, you, you've made So maybe it. go with him. So um, you just got your notebooks there. So it's like we, we obviously don't keep notes, uh, Macca and myself, from our episodes. but Because well, we've done 16. Because, we've, we've uh, you know, you're, you're our apprentice and our protege here. We, we're, I'm looking at your notes from February um, uh, or March, whenever we did our pre-season NRL picks. and You picked this grand final. You picked the I, grand final. I did pick the grand final. But that's about where it stops. Um, I think this is why I wasn't invited back, <laughs> and hence you touch on those tips. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I had fifty percent of the grand final. I had I picked a Roosters Penrith grand final. Yeah. I had none of the grand final. I, I don't think Roos- I can't remember really. Roos- but. Roosters Melbourne with Brody Croft having a standout season, but then of course the surprise packet Eels, mm. which were a surprise packet. Yeah, they were. How shit were they? Oh, you, you picked them to finish wooden. Spoon. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah I picked them to finish dead last, and they did finish last. Picking the pick. Picking power for wooden spoon mm. is, I think, a greater achievement than picking grand finals or even a premier for this year. Is that right? Because oh, you think 100%. it was so much different. But you had them as you had them as your surprise packet for uh, the year, surprise right? packet. It's yeah. the eels, and you thought we, they were going to go well. Well, <clears throat> yeah. I did. Well, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> e- it's it's easy to 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 take the road to say, oh yeah, Melbourne or the Roosters are going to win the comp. Yeah. But based on what Power did last year, to yeah. pick them to finish wooden spoon is phenomenal. I, that that's a good pick. I'm a sporting genius. So I don't, no, but let me tell you. <laughs> you so you want me to tell you how I did that? You, well, you told to, me before. I know you've heard it, but it's still what because of the fact that I've been involved in so many bad teams, I can see him from afar. Yeah. So so <laughs> so what people may not know is is that Nugget is that like even though we call him our work experience kid, he's he's, he's certainly very experienced. He's the 2005 2005 State yeah. League Coach of the Year. 
right? That's New South Wales. New correct. South Wales Basketball State League Coach of the Year, right? So the story goes, though, that the coach that he took over from for that team was actually me. In 2004. <laughs> wooden spoon Wooden coach spoon coach, right? So that, like, there's a general rumour that hangs around me. If I leave a team, they are on their way to glory, right? So when I worked for the West Tigers... Completely shit house, right? Like, it was the hardest sell ever. Hoppawati was sticking his finger up people's bum. Craig Field was doing coke like it was water. And you couldn't sell them for love nor money, right? And I leave, go overseas, and I'm on a ferry somewhere at the back of fucking Alaska and watching the NRL Grand Final with the fucking Tigers in it, right? And, and, and they win. And they won, right? And so, because old donkey boy McKenzie was off him, right? Same thing happens in basketball. I, I've i coached some shit teams. I've played in some shit teams. I've probably played in the worst state league team to ever grace the court for Newcastle. We were really bad. We lost a game in Tamworth to a team that had four players. That's how bad we were. Oh, that they had four players for the last quarter or some of the last quarter, but that's how bad we were. We had seven, right? They had four, and we lost. So what I would say is, is that what you boys need to do is get involved in some really bad teams, and then you will do something like pick Parramatta for the wooden spoon, because from day one, Parramatta had all the signs of a really bad team. Like they were horrible. They their administration was shit. They basically signed people on a whim, like they brought Jared Hayne back when he was well past his best. They started preseason late. They just were a rabble, mate. It yeah. felt like I was back in my state league coaching days when we were just horrible. And Before lost, Nugget took over. They lost semi. Yeah, that's right. That's so they were just flaccid the whole year. No, right. flaccid the whole Flaccid is <laughs> a decent description, the isn't slippery it? Oh, eels were, the slippery eels were flaccid. Were flaccid. <laughs> so, that's a headline for you. Well, you don't want your eel to go flaccid, do you? Yeah, it's not yeah. very nice. But anyway, but so so for, for those listening who don't know, Nugget, he was once not a work experience kid, a very well experienced basketball coach and took the title actually that year, didn't you? Yeah, he did. So, um, all right, well, enough of the footy. Yeah. We're going to move on to some other stuff. A quick recap on some of our previous guests doing big things in the world of sport. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Katie Ebsery from the Opals. Yeah. Uh, she actually played a game tonight. She did. Um, and they would have they were up convincingly on Turkey. Yeah, I don't think they would have got run down. They were looking pretty good. And that, that'll be their third pull in, in the World Championships, yeah. which so will put Opals, them in a really good spot for Opals, the quarterfinals. Yep, their campaign's looking pretty good. <clears throat> so that means that they don't have to play a qualifying game for the quarterfinals. It means they're straight through now. Yep. So they actually skip a game compared to their whoever their opponent will be, which is good. Yep. And another one of our guests, Liam Simmons, yep. the elder brother of NBA Rookie of the Year, Ben Simmons. Yep. He has taken a job um, with the with the Sixers on their coaching staff as a shooting coach. Wait, is he employed by the Sixers or was he just employed by Ben? Oh, who knows? But he's he's, he's anyway, he's ben still better than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's doing better than when we spoke to him because he was riding buses out the back of Missouri at the time we were talking. Yeah, ten-hour bus rides to now, you know, probably private jets. Following the keys to Ben's Ferrari. Good on you, Simo. That's great news. Yeah, uh, well done, Simo. But you know, if you need any advice on 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 on, te- on teaching your brother how to shoot, look no further than you know. Well, talking about sporting greats, Matt Streetfield and Nugget went for a shoot around at the basketball well, stadium. Today. I've heard tell this. Tell them why. Story. Tell them why. Because, well, because this weekend we've got. We are going to play in the Wine Country Masters Tournament. This is our first Masters basketball tournament. 
now. It's more exciting than university games. Well, I don't know about that. We've got money. Yeah, no, true, but we've also got kids, which means that we have to come home to oh, them. My kids are away this weekend. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, my God, I'm moving in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. Okay, so, yes, we are going to grace the court at Broadmeadow Basketball Stadium. We are. We don't know how we're going to go. We don't even know if, we, if people will last a tournament-style basketball weekend anymore, will they? Well, multiple games is going to be yeah, killer. Yeah, backing been, up, I think, been, is going to be... If you're playing us in the Arvo, you've got us at a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so That's right. We'll see how we go, I think. But, so, yeah. we. Uh, so, these boys went for a shoot-around. And, and Nugget, you tell the story, mate. Well, how did our little mate Streety go? Well, how long's it been since he... Yeah. Seven months since I touched the basketball. Seven months since he touched the basketball. Well, I had a proper shoot-around. He strolls on in, pulls the shirt off, hits seven threes just straight up. Just yep. bang, bang, bang. Yeah. We keep shooting. Did a few drills and then right over time for some free throws. So uh, seven of ten is the limit you have to at least make. He makes ten from ten. Just keep going, mate. Twenty from twenty. Thirty from thirty. Forty from forty. Forty from forty. He looks at me and goes, oh, do you want to... And I'm like, no, mate. Just keep <laughs> no, don't let me get in the way. So uh, got up to 53 and, and, and then just rimmed out on 54. No. So, so uh, again on the weekend, if you send Streety to the line... Yeah. Come 54. I'm You're going to want to hope that your knees hold up long enough for well, you to okay, get to the yeah, line. All right, so... I will be taking all the tech foul shots. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now, think there will be a lot in a kind of semi-non-competitive Masters right. tournament? I hope it's semi-non-competitive, by the way. The caveat to my shooting, um, that part probably has, hasn't left me, mm-hmm. but running is a big problem. Yeah, okay. So the shooter rounds you're pretty dynamite at. Yeah. But it's just, in a game, it's hard because you can't run. Running to a spot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I actually felt best at the end of the session when mm. I had an hour and a half to actually get loose. Yeah. Um, well, we're very much hoping that there's so, no left-handed players there that you'll oh, have to defend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I, I, no, I no longer run. they're tough. Yeah. I, I no longer run. It's more of a a, a shuffle with a ordinary-looking gait. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, it should be fun. It'd be good to lace them up and... and, and yeah. Hopefully get a couple of wins and... Well, let's hope all our fingers are crossed for no bad rim jobs on the weekend, you know? <laughs> Nothing rimming out, okay? We're all hoping none of that. There'll be definitely some more pulled hamstrings and slam dunks. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be more denker up than there has been at normal uni games tournaments, so you know, but if you're getting around Broadmeadow and you've got nothing to do... Don't bother coming into the stadium. Go and do yeah. something else. Hungry Jacks is up Anything today. else with your time. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else with your time. But what about the rest of sport? What else so, been going on the sporting world? So, let's talk about Serena Williams. Okay. Uh, I want to talk Big about news. Serena. Yeah. Did you happen to catch the interview with Lisa Wilkinson? I didn't see it. No, but to be honest, I probably deliberately avoided it because I felt like it was just a simple PR stunt. But Yeah. You saw it. What, do you, what would you take? I, I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I had to get up and leave it. I, I got a bit cranky. Right. Okay. So none of us in the room watched it. It's going to be hard to talk about. No, it. no. It's <laughs> anyway, that's enough right. on Serena. Thanks a lot. No. Right. no. I did see enough of it to, you know, realise that the interview itself um, was, you know, a massive sort of PR exercise by Serena's people mm. to basically deflect the bad press and the fallout from the US Open. Yeah. Um, I think, and I had a discussion with my wife last night, that Serena was getting beat, mm. and she just cracked the shits. Yeah, I agree Plainly with that. and simply, she cracked the shits, yeah. 
And then I real I think at some point during that that tantrum, she realised that she had dug herself into a hole with her behaviour that she mm. couldn't get out of. So she had to try and you know manufacture some way to get herself out of it. Oh yeah. That's when she turned on the ref, and then she you know whole brought the whole you know. It's because I'm a woman. Because I'm a woman and all and that sort kid. of stuff. Do you stuff. reckon it was that calculated? Do you reckon she has no, that no. much emotional intelligence? I don't know that she no. does. No. I, 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 I think she just grasping, went off. Grasping at straws. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I think at some point she realised, oh man, what's what's going on? And she, she, was, she, was, she was in a tailspin and then she just decided to, you know, mm. I've got a baby, I'm blah, whatever, whatever the hell she said. Yeah. It just, it just went on a tangent from her shit tennis yeah. to this other thing and yeah. then... Um, you know, it, ju- it just evolved into this crazy situation mm. where, you know, no one's going to remember the poor girl, Naomi Osaka, uh, who, who won it. Mm. Um, and, and good on it. The whole but, moment was stolen. It was but, it was wrong. But the fact, and it was an absolute tailspin, an absolute grasping at straws as yeah. you know, as far as I'm a woman and, it's, and uh, I've got a daughter, so I would never cheat. But then... Three minutes after the game, the coach goes, "Yeah, I was coaching." Yeah. So again, and 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 everyone <laughs> does it. Everyone like, does so, it. So yeah. It's sort of well, yeah, bad form, Serena. It bad what form. it kind of it seemed to it seemed a little bit weird because her argument went throughout the whole thing. Her argument went firstly from, "I didn't receive any coaching, and I'm disgusted that you would that you would accuse me of that, and therefore." Like because I'm not a cheat, right? And then you owe me an apology. And, well, you owe me an apology, right? And so, so it was that. Firstly, that was the first tirade, and then the next. Then it when it escalated, what it what it became was, um, uh, your the next punishment you gave me, which was the game penalty, would like uh, I know that I've behaved badly, but a man wouldn't have got punished like that, and you would have taken more from him from it from if I was a guy, and so I'm pissed off about that, right? So. So the rhetoric kind of changed a little bit. Like she, she changed the narrative. Now, it, it's obviously ironic. Like we sit back here as three guys, and I'm sure people would question. You know, well, what would these three idiots know about whether or not, um, like, like sexual discrimination or you know discrimination based on gender? Um, but I, I think you can kind of like certainly there's whether or not women on the te- on the professional tennis circuit get treated worse than the men, um, or have there's less tolerance. I really don't know. But what I know is bad behaviour when I see it. It like, was bad behaviour. Like, like I know, I know when. Like the thing that kind of got lost in all of this was, what sort of message was she sending to her daughter on how you treat officials in a sporting contest? Yeah. Right. Because regardless of whether you think all of those things, right, whether that he, you feel a, a like um like, the actual accusation of cheating or the the penalty of cheating wasn't just leveled at Serena it was it was at her coach and he admitted to that and that's actually what happened right so so the thing was was that whether she like there's no that umpire can't judge whether Serena took the message in or not right if the coach sent a message then that's coaching and that's punishable right um, and then if you cross the line whether or not you think the tolerance level should have been more if you cross the line with an official then you get punished mm. right that that's kind of the way it goes, right? I think the, I think the gender thing kind of clouds it a little bit, and yeah. I think does that they, that she did kind of use that as a little bit of a, bit of a like a justification type scenario. I think it was like you said, Strudy. I think it was just sad that Naomi Osaka didn't get her moment in the sun, and she felt like she had done something wrong. She, by she apologized. She apologized mm. for. I'm sorry, it had to be like this. Yeah, but that 
the fact that she was made to feel that way from Serena's behaviour is is probably one of the worst acts of sportsmanship I've ever seen. Mm. How can a winner of a Grand Slam apologise mm. to... In beating one of the world's but best tennis She had to apologise for winning. If, if that's not fucked up, I don't know what is. Mm. Well, you know what pissed me off about the whole thing, right? If so, So Serena's level of emotion over all of that, she's saying, that led me to behave the way I did. If you still had that level of emotion, why have you heard nothing from her about this? And and why hasn't she then spoken out and gone, no, that I drew a line in the sand around the way women get treated and I'm going to continue to draw that line in the sand so I'm going to speak freely about it. What actually happened was she got back to her PR staff and they said, you're in the wrong here, Serena. Stop it. Pull your head in. Pull your head in and yeah. just shut up about it, right? Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to cost you money. And and so, so I'm all for if she... If she felt like she was being discriminated against based on gender, then continue to speak out about it, right? Come out afterwards and say, no, I know people think I was wrong, but I was right, right? Mm. And I was right because that's exactly how I feel, and this is what should change. Actually make change. Don't throw a tantrum. Pretend that you're there to actually try and make a change, and then just shut up about it when it costs you money. Well, the worst thing about this interview that uh, Lisa Wilkinson did she asked. She, she probed her with some questions, and then she got onto the tennis, and then she asked uh, a fourth open-related tennis, you know, U.S. Open-related question. And they, you know, on the camera, they show Serena turning, looking off screen at her publicist, mm. and the publicist chimes in and goes, "This is the fourth question on the open mm. um, anymore. We're, we're we're cutting it." Yeah, and it's like. Did, why is she here? And people are here to talk about the tennis, mm. you know, obviously. So that, to me, tells me that she knows that she was in the wrong. Mm. She's, so now her PR brigade are just on this campaign to restore that image. So the promotion of the, you know, the, the breast cancer awareness and the bra line and, the, you know, her singing that divinal song, etc. That's mm. all, that's all, that's fine. Mm. But to use that to, you know... Get to mask cash grab to mask bad behavior to re- yeah well and that's so I think it. people have more respect for Serena if she does what you said yeah draws a line in the sand you know to you know she, she stands behind what she believes in but she also apologizes yeah and says I was in the wrong it was a bad sport you well know, I, I think blah, if, blah, blah. I think if she apologizes and says okay then the way I delivered the message may not have been the right way but I'm really confident of the message I'm confident of the message that that women get treated differently and our tolerance level for our, from our umpires is not as good as what it is for the men. And I'm really pissed off about that and I want some sort of change, right? But the fact that she isn't willing to answer questions on it, to me, is kind of like, well, in the heat of the moment, you grabbed at anything you possibly could yeah. to justify your behaviour. I mean, she was already cracking the shits. And now you're not yeah. prepared related to, to her smashing the racket. Mm, and it was performance-related because mm. she was getting beat. Yeah, yeah, And then the referee chimed in with the behaviour yeah. and then the coaching came. So all, all this stuff happened after the fact that she was having a bad game and getting rolled. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think there are other... Earlier in the year, she's under so much pressure coming back from this baby... You know, she's she's been in the was it the lost the Australian Open final? Yeah, she lost yes, Wimbledon. She did. She lost Wimbledon. I don't think she played in the Australian. Open. I think play. she pulled out. Pulled out. She well, didn't Venus, actually play. Didn't Venus was it Venus. Venus was went deep yeah, in the Australian Open. Venus, yeah. Venus Williams. Went but anyway, like so, Serena's like she's an amazing athlete. She, oh, uh, no doubt. She's, oh, she's one of the 
if not the best women's oh, tennis she is. player ever. But, but she's but, probably the best tennis player but, because of what she's achieved. Like, I mean, take men and women out of it, but like from the perspective of her dom- her level of dominance Can't is be better than anybody else. But, you know, this, this whole <laughs> social movement and Jokovic equality and equal rights, all this stuff, all this groundswell of this madness going on in America that, you know, like you have to walk on eggshells no matter what you do over there. Mm. And just the pressure that she's under to perform and win and everything on there, just it it, it, it got to her. Mm. It gets to her. And it, it's unfortunate that, that she finds herself in that position where, you know, she's just had a kid less than a year ago and all this stuff's going on and she feels, yeah, it's, 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 it's sad in a way and it's, but... At the end of the day, rules are rules. You can't get coached. You can't smash your tennis racket. You, you can't, can't shoulder charge. You can't shoulder charge. Can you, Maka? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can oh, you? <laughs> well, I think you can, and you can get away with it, and you can play a grand final. Well, yeah. Um, in defensive Serena, what I would say, though, is I, I, the two children that I have had, coming back to work was tough. I probably felt like throwing a few tantrums like with the sleep deprivation and all that kind of stuff, too, right? So... So if she'd come out and said, oh, yeah, you know what? My behavior probably wasn't great, like I said. If, like, I probably wish I'd delivered the message a different way, but I'm actually really confident of the message, so I still want to actually say it, right? I think we get treated like shit, and I think we should be treated better. Then I'd probably have more respect. But right now, I think the fact that she just went underground and decided not to actually follow through with her message um, gave me the impression that she didn't feel strongly enough about it. Had that message ever been... Once she had um, had the chance to calm down. Had those thoughts or that message ever been verbalised prior to her playing in this final? Not that I'm aware of, but no. I mean, I don't know. I don't Like, I don't think so. So, And what about... So let's touch on a really touchy subject around that. That, that was the controversy of the cartoon from the Herald Sun cartoonist, which depicted Serena throwing the tantrum. And there was the... The, the I guess the accusation of, of race and, and sexism in that and setting women's sport and, and uh, racial kind of reconciliation back a lot of years. What do you boys think of that cartoon and the, and the kerfuffle that was around that? Again, it might be an Australian culture thing or something, but I did not, when I saw that, thought, ooh... They shouldn't have like I thought. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, she's carrying like, I saw the feathers out the back. She's carrying on like a turkey. Yeah, yeah. She's having a tantrum, mm. and then you've got the poor old. Let's see, I don't Osaka, know. Naomi Osaka, Osaka. Sit, sitting in the background, sort of crying, head down, crying. Mm. I didn't yeah. think race. I didn't think anything yeah. when I saw it. So no, it's I don't funny. Is anything's it? wrong yeah. with it? Yeah, but you know course. what? It's the whole. It's the whole eggshell things. People read. In, into things more than what they should, mm. and they and, and they deconstruct things like this cartoon, uh, this illustration, and that they're going to find that they intentionally look look for ways to make that cartoon or that or, or an article, whatever it is, they find ways to make it controversial. Mm. So people just pick that apart, and then you know probably within 15, 20 minutes or ten minutes of that going, Twitter's Twitter's going crazy. There's you know mm. things going viral, and then it gets out of control, and then it just it develops this whole new life and meaning mm. where the intent from the f- from the cartoonist definitely was not what was resulted, mm. you know, in, in terms of what sort of, you know, the, the fallout from it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... And, and I also think that an American cartoonist wouldn't have drawn that. Yeah. 
Why? Because of... Uh, because there was maybe some uh, a little bit of na- naivety to yeah. race relations and, and, and the way yeah, things right. are over there from, from, from here. I and mean, I, yeah, and I think should have known better, probably. Yeah, yeah, the editor has of the paper has a choice whether they choose to run mm. that in there. So yeah. it's, it's not just the cartoonist at fault here. I, I think if you're talking about if like like earlier, I, I guess I was kind of saying around Serena that I think she could have used better judgment, um, but her message, if she believed in it, was okay to be delivered. I think the exact same thing could apply to that cartoonist, right? I think they could have used better judgment about the way they delivered their message. Right, and it and and the fact that it was was I, I believe to meant to be a humorous take on the situation and wanted to depict her throwing a tantrum um, and the cost of all of that to Naomi Osaka as her opponent. I think the message the message was fine, but it got lost in the way it was delivered, um, and and then got confused later when the person kind of probably refused to admit that maybe there was some naivety and they probably shouldn't have drawn it that way. And that if it caused offence, then, then then an apology would have probably solved it. But the message was, Serena, you behaved badly. But it was just probably, like, because of the fact that the way that she was depicted was very closely related to the way um, that, that African-Americans have been negatively depicted in the past, mm-hmm. then I think it made it, like, it was a poor way to depict that message, if, if that makes any sense, right? So I think both situations could have been viewed the same way for me they both people had a good message but they just delivered it really poorly you know and and pre-internet this cartoon wouldn't be an issue because no one no no one elsewhere outside australia would even see it yeah they they wouldn't care (laughs) no that's right oh that's funny yeah whatever yeah cool yeah exactly Uh, i saw this weird cartoon you should have seen it oh where's the paper i can't find it (laughs) i don't know so Yeah. yeah exactly yeah well, so it's going to be a big weekend in sports, boys. We're making our comeback to the basketball court. The footy finals are on. The A-League's just around the corner. We might have to cover that next episode. Yeah, we will. Now, we're entering the twilight zone of sports. Yeah, yeah. It's that time when the footy ends. Between, yeah. Before the cricket starts. Yeah. Where there's just, like, nothing. But, but now there's emerging sports like the A-League and the NBL and all that kind of yeah, stuff. There's and the NBA playing. starts. The NBA, they're in training camp now. See, there's a game on Saturday. It's the Melbourne United. Well, there's a game versus now. Philadelphia. There's, there's NBA versus NBL games all week. So yeah. Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So there's plenty on, boys. There's it's plenty happening. of sport. It's all happening. We'll be coming at you for episode 18, talking about all things sport. In Well, we'll be able to talk about the grand final results. Yeah, so maybe what we should do, and, and that grand final, we're talking about the grand final of the Wine Country Masters Tournament, obviously, because That'll we be... will be there. We just wait till we're out of hospital. Well, and, uh... we may not be playing, but we will be there because we want to tell our wives that we're playing, so we get extra time away from the kids. <laughs> yep, that game's at six o'clock Monday, love. <laughs> nah, just kidding. My wife doesn't listen anyway, she wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> so... Ah, well, very good. So we'll come at you with a bit of a recap of the NRL and AFL Grand Finals. We'll get our work experience kid back. He's done pretty well for the second time, haven't we? Thanks for having me. Yeah. I I hope some of my tips come through. Yeah. It won't take a whole season to come back. (laughs) We'll definitely get you back for... uh, It's been a grind, 24 rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Plus finals. (laughs) We'll get you back for some NRL talk for 2019. But, well, you know, like... The season ends, but then there's a whole season of off-season off madness to come. There is. End-of-season trip scandals. 
Well, players changing teams, coach ben, movement. Ben Barber's back at the Cowboys already. Yeah, yeah, today. And so, really, this is probably my favourite time of the NRL year because this is when you realise exactly how stupid NRL players are, right? Like yeah. this is where Mad Monday really kicks off. Like they go on their end of season trips and they think that no one takes phones to Darwin or something like that. Or, Bali, yeah, Bali. Now Vegas is a pretty popular destination. There'll be a lot of them at the NBA in a couple of weeks. You'll what see about uh, the Parramatta guys going to Lebanon for a holiday? Did they really? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, that probably sums up their year, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, come on, fellas. You could have gone somewhere else. Lebanon's lovely this time. Yeah, around, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just go to <laughs> Western Sydney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's about it, boys. Cool. Thanks again, listeners. We hope you uh, can get something out of this, and we look forward to bringing a... Another episode to you in the very near future. Mm-hmm. Signing out. Once again. See you next time. Outro. Go the Roosters. Go the Eagles. Come on, Mason Cox. Come on, Cotty. Go the Storm if you're going for them. The Roosters and Cox. Fuck Billy Slater. Good night. <laughs>